Here we go. You've been listening for a number of weeks to Law and Gospel on Wednesday as we go through the book of Proverbs. Today we're going to be in Proverbs chapter 29, beginning with verse 16. In a few weeks, we will be done with the study of Proverbs since there are only 31 chapters. This particular section, though, of Proverbs is the final section where the elders of Hezekiah have something to say and King Hezekiah had great elders, and they conclude the Proverbs by Solomon that were collected and arranged by the righteous people in King Hezekiah's day. Remember, King Hezekiah was the greatest king in Judah, and God allowed 185,000 Assyrian soldiers to be killed when they surrounded Jerusalem, thinking that they were going to take it captive. And King Sennacherib had to return to his homeland where he was murdered by two of his sons. That's our God. So in this particular section, this is the final advice for kings and leaders. And this is from God's point of view. Remember, all of Proverbs is inspired by the Holy Spirit. So without further ado, chapter 29, beginning with verse 16. But before I do that, I do want to remind you that after four years at a wonderful congregation in Macomb, I am no longer there because they got a full-time pastor. And as soon as they get a full-time pastor, I leave. But if there is a congregation that is vacant and needs some help, I'm more than willing uh, to help out with it with the advice of the district president, depending on what particular district it is. Just email me if you're interested, tombaker at brick.net. That's B-R-I-C-K dot N-E-T. Verse 16, when wicked people increase, sin increases, but righteous people will see their downfall. Now, this is very interesting because most likely it has a negative connotation because when it says, when wicked people increase, sin increases. That's really true, isn't it? Take a look at our country. We even have pastors who are against the morality of God's word. And of course, they talk to their congregations. And then the congregation members, because they really trust pastors, think that what the pastor is saying is correct. And they go ahead and live lives of 
homosexuality, abortion, suicide, etc. Things really are getting bad. And what God is saying here, that as this increases, the sin also increases. For example, and we've said this a number of times, how many times do you hear of a couple that gets engaged and then immediately they start living together before they are married? That's an increase of fornication or adultery. And of course, both of them are idolatry, going against the will of God. But righteous people will see their downfall. Well, when is that going to occur? Well, sometimes it occurs in the world in which we live. How many divorces occur these days? In fact, it's not at all unusual. You're watching a movie and a man is married and you find out that it's his second or even third marriage because he had divorced his first two wives. And then the children are all confused and they're not really sure of what they believe. So this verse is a reminder to those in authority that when wicked attitudes and behaviors are allowed to increase and are not reprimanded by punishment and discipline, they multiply. Well, we were happy when the Supreme Court indicated that abortion is not to be done. But unfortunately, they left it up to the states to make their own minds up. And there are a number of states that are saying that we're still going to allow abortion. But then the Supreme Court went ahead and also okayed homosexual marriages, which is a tremendous, tremendous wrongdoing against the will of God. And we see in those relationships, anger, a divorce, and at times, even murder. So the second line of this Proverbs, that righteous people will see the downfall of the evil people, that might not ultimately be fulfilled until God's final judgment, when Jesus Christ returns. But then the unbelievers will not enter into heaven. Verse 17, discipline your son and he will give you rest and he will give delight to your soul. That's a wonderful verse. And what is it talking about? This verse speaks of the blessings that disciplined children will bring to their parents. This is the only proverb in the whole book of Proverbs 
that directly connects parental discipline to its benefits for the parents. They must administer it because they will then have a child who will bring delight to the parents. That is really a great insight from God. It implies that at times, though, parents may have to wait years or perhaps decades until they see the full benefits of the godly way in which they raise their children. Because remember, children end up getting involved with other groups, other people, maybe grade school, high school, or college, where the word of God is not followed. And so it may take a while for the child to recognize that the way in which the parents brought him or her up is really important. 18, verse 18. Without a prophetic vision, a people is unrestrained. But the person who follows God's instruction is blessed. Now, what is meant by a prophetic vision? That's not something that you conjure up in your own mind or that you might have a vision like a dream or something. No, it's talking about the word of God. The prophets, they had the proper vision from God because they were instructed by God what to say. And it's very interesting to note that throughout the Bible, what they are repeating are the words of Jesus from Genesis through Revelation. And what God is saying, if a person is not aware of the prophetic vision, that is the word of God, he will be unrestrained. That means he will begin to follow his own rules and forget about the rules of God. Do we not find that today? One of the interesting programs I like watching on YouTube is cops. They pull over a person who is, well, drunk. But they start arguing the police. They say, I never had a drink all night. But they refuse to take a test as to whether they had that drink. And they even may get into fisticuffs across the face of the police. So they have to be put into handcuffs. Being drunk means you are unrestrained. You don't have a prophetic vision. That the prophetic vision refers to God's word is clear from the second part of the parable. But the person who follows God's instruction is blessed. So this is a very simple 
proverb to understand. If you follow God's instruction, you will be blessed because you have faith in Jesus Christ. But if you are unrestrained and follow what you think is right, ignoring the will of God, then you will not be blessed. So a prophetic vision is what a parent is to share with a child. Verse 19. I found this one interesting. A servant cannot be disciplined with words. Although he understands, he will show no response. Now, I don't know if we all recognize what that's talking about. Some parents think that if they discipline a child with words, telling them, no, don't do this, that the child will change the behavior. No, that is not sufficient. Remember Eli's sons? They were disciplined by the words from their father, and they ignored them. Later, God judged the father for not taking stronger measures to restrain his sons. That's really an important item to remember, that discipline demands more than just words. It demands a negative connotation. For example, when I was growing up and I disobeyed my parents, well, they told me that I disobeyed, but frankly, I didn't realize it until they disciplined me by not allowing me to watch a television program or having to go to bed early or not playing on the baseball team. Those were the other items that caused me to realize that I was going against the will of my father. If you take a look at the 32 chapters of Ezekiel and almost all of the book of Amos, it consists of prophecies of condemnation against Israel and the surrounding nations. But in the latter part of those books, they have powerful Christian promises. And so you have both law and gospel. That's what's talking about in verse 19. Yes, we discipline children, but we also forgive them. Verse 20. Have you seen a person who is hasty with his words? There is more hope for a fool than for him. Now, in Proverbs, the term fool is really referring to an unbeliever. And so what this is saying from God's point of view 
somebody who loses his temper can be disciplined properly not to lose his temper. And he's better than an unbeliever who will not listen to the parents at all. Uh, a great insight. A person hasty with words. There is more hope for a fool than for him. Verse 21. If a person pampers his servant from the time he is young, later on he will have grief. Now, what's important about verse 21 is that word pamper. What it means, it's really warning children without sufficient discipline. Like they'll do something wrong and you'll tell them, oh, you shouldn't do that. That was wrong. Well, there's no discipline there. There's no negative connotation. And God's view of that is if you are pampering your children from the time they are young, later on you will have grief because they will not follow the word of God. They will not follow the pleadings of the Holy Spirit. They will not be living the sanctified life, but they'll be living their own unrestrained life because they have been pampered. Verse 22, a hothead stirs up a fight and a quick-tempered person commits many sins. That's verse 22. That has two warnings about the consequences of failing to control one's temper. It will lead to quarrels and to sin. There are many other Proverbs that make similar points about the consequences of anger. And that is something that a child needs to stay away from as they are brought up in the natural nature and admonition of the Lord. 23, a person's haughtiness will humble him, but a humble spirit will attain honor. Now there, this is kind of ironic in tone. An arrogant person, he thinks his thoughts and ways are better than those of others. God says, no, eventually he will be humiliated and his arrogance will be shown to have been misplaced trust in himself instead of trusting in God. That's the difference between the unbeliever and the believer. The unbeliever trusts his own notions. The believer trusts the promises of God. And he therefore 
attains honor from God. The greatest honor, of course, is being brought into the kingdom of God on the last day. 24, pretty obvious. A person who walks with a thief hates his own life. He hears a curse, but does not reveal anything. Yes, we see that in many a movie where a person gets involved with other criminals and they begin to do what the other criminals are doing and warnings do not help him because they enjoy their lifestyle. They're unrestrained. They're not following God's word. And therefore, he will hate his own life. He doesn't appreciate the many blessings that God gives him. And of course, there are many blessings God does not give him because he is an unbeliever. Verse 25, fear of a person sets a trap, but a person who trusts in Yahweh will be secure. Now, that reminds us of the first commandment. You shall have no other gods before me. What does this mean? We should fear, love, and trust in God above all things. You see, this is drawing a contrast between those who fear humans and those who trust in God. If you have fear of what other humans can do, that sets a trap by allowing their actions and threats to control your own life. Far better is the person who trusts Yahweh and does not allow the influence of others to control his own life. Is not Jesus a perfect example of that? He himself did not fear the rulers and did not deter him from fulfilling his mission through his crucifixion and resurrection. He obeyed God rather than men. And that also happened with Stephen, who was stoned by his enemies, and he refused to deny God. That's because he was not in fear of man. He only had fear of God, knowing that God could send him to hell, but did not because of the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. 26, this is a good proverb for rulers. Many people seek a ruler's favor, but a person gets justice from Yahweh. Now, what that's talking about is it reminds the leader that many people consider him 
as being their favorite. But that is not real justice. Rarely, if ever, is justice fully carried out by human beings in this life. And so, if you are always complimenting someone to get on their good side, that is contrary to the word of God. You compliment God for the work that Jesus Christ done for you, but you don't compliment other people to get on their good side. This is a very important Bible verse to help rulers watch out why people are complimenting them. 27. An unjust person is a disgusting thing to righteous people, but a person who's way upright is a disgusting thing to a wicked person. Boy, if that doesn't give you the distinction between an unbeliever and a believer. For a believer, we are disgusted by unbelievers who mock Jesus Christ and do not believe in him. But we also need to be aware that the unbelievers are disgusted with you because of your stand in believing in Jesus Christ. The more you speak to them about where they are going wrong, as John the baptizer did, repent and be baptized, many of them will be like those Pharisees that John the Baptist realized hated him. And there was no way that they would listen to him. But John the baptizer was preparing the way for the coming of Jesus Christ in the Bethlehem stable, into our hearts at conversion, and on the last day. I'm Tom Baker. Join us tomorrow for a continued discussion on the importance of law and gospel from a biblical point of view. Until then, God bless you. Listen to Law and Gospel each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law and Gospel, please make your check out to Law and Gospel and mail to Law and Gospel P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri, 63132, or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.